Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. I'm Cody uh, Tuckett. Sorry. <laughs> Mike, sorry. We've, been off, we've been off for one week, man. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. I was worried I was going to mess up the order. I know, I know. Sorry. Sorry. I'm you guys cue cards. <laughs> Flashcards or something. I'm number sorry. one. I'm number sorry. two. Yeah. I, I almost thought that I was going to mess it up, you know? Nope. Yeah. You just had a this, baby. You a starter. Yeah, right. Yeah, I did. I I just had a kid, so she's. It would be funny if born. one of us. She's nice and healthy. Said your line. Sorry. All right, anyway, these other two guys yeah. are Cody and Mike. Spencer, what are we doing this week? Oh, oh, I thought we were going to re- redo that. <laughs> are you going to leave it in? Oh, we're going to leave it in. Oh, That's shit. fun stuff. All right. I'm Mike Templeton. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this week we are covering the Power Rangers crossover, plus a, a bonus, I guess, episode of of Next Mutation, normal running episode, because mm-hmm. I just want to get through the Next Mutation. And Spencer's talking for two now, by the way, folks. <laughs> Talking for was, two. Talking for two. Yeah, he has a baby. Yeah, you know you're got it for two. Yeah, no, he that's my, hilarious. He my it's not like I'm pregnant. It's not like I'm like pregnant with her. You know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> she's not there with him right now. It's still, it, it's in the vein. Keith got it, so it's, it's I got good it. Was, it was spot on. I, mean, like, I got what you were trying podcast. to say. I just don't. I just didn't get <laughs> how that worked. You're just you don't have to think about comedy. It just is. It's anyway, zen. Spencer, congratulations on having a healthy baby girl. Yes, that's thank awesome. you. Congrats. Yeah, I'm. I'm. She's. She's adorable. Okay. Love her a lot. You haven't sent us any pics yet, though, so I'm a little. Uh, okay, I'll send. I'll send you guys a few pics. I'll send you a few pics. Is it true uh, that, that we're having a contest that the listeners get to name her? Uh, that is yeah. true. Yes. So write in yeah. to Ninja Turtle Power Hour at gmail.com with your best name for Spencer's daughter. Uh, because <laughs> it's been a week and she has not she does not have a name yet. She 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 has a name. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it at the middle name. Yeah, she, she, has she, one of those oh, she has she, one of those she two. All right. Yep. Yeah. Damn. I was hoping. All right. Sorry All guys, right. contest canceled. <sighs> for for her privacy, I'll leave her name off there. <laughs> That makes sense. We're not going to make you dox your daughter on the show, Spencer. But uh, yeah, so like I was saying, we're covering that Power Rangers crossover that happened kind of mid-season for the next mutation. Yeah. As well as another episode. We're covering Save Our Ship and Shell Shocked, which are both episodes of Power Rangers in Space, followed by Mutant Reflections, an episode of Next Mutation. Three, what we can describe as episodes television programs very 90s very very 90s yeah like these are these are very late 90s like i i it feels like these aren't 90s like these are these are early 2000s like i know this is 98 but this is like this is kind of that cultural shift it feels yeah Yeah, i I see what you're saying there's definitely that like yeah the aughts yeah well that early Early aughts kind of thing yeah, because, like you could see the tropes of early ni- or of like the '90s dying in these uh, in these episodes, but yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Because really, a lot this, of the stuff you remember about the '90s is really just like late '80s. I feel like it's always just like exactly off. Yeah, yeah. This leads right into like 9/11 and uh, like disturbed down with the sickness and and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure it does. Yep, <laughs> gall right, right into it. Yep. I think the no, South Park movie is like punk. a year after this. Yep, South Park movie. Skate punk kind of kind of uh, music going on. Your Blink 182s yep. and yep. Oh yes, yeah. was big during Bowl. this time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Guys remember ska? I love ska. I still I love ska. That's I my like cleaning the house music. 
Uh, yeah. I love ska. Uh, so yeah, um, three episodes <laughs> of these shows. That's uh, our review. What, we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, what's some doozies here? Buckle um, up, folks. Buckle up. Yeah, let's not put it off. Uh, yeah, let's not put it off. Let's, 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 let's just jump right into it. Let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear about Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it. All right, so I'm up first. I'm doing Save Our Ship, which is Power Rangers Season 6, Episode 3, original air date February 20th, 1998, which was during the, the airing of the Unchain My Heart episodes that we did last time, um, written by Judd Lynn. So apparently the Red Ranger is a human. He makes all the other four people into Power Rangers, and they've just arrived back on Earth from space. Then they overhear Balkan Skull talking about a UFO that sounds like Astronomer's Dark Castle. And the Red Ranger also has telekinesis, apparently, and uses, uses it to put hot sauce in Bulk's milkshake to hilarious effect. But then later he admits he doesn't know what a milkshake is, but he knew what hot sauce was. But So anyway, Bulk and Skull run off, and they find a mad scientist to tell about the UFO. And there's this whole pointless B-plot with their nonsense. But the Rangers are attacked by whatever new putty patrol is in the season in broad daylight on a relatively busy, busy street. No one seems to care, but the Rangers fight them off, and uh, I don't know, like Alpha One detects danger, so the Rangers morph, and then they run to where they've stashed the shuttle, because that's what Astronomer wants, I guess. They run across this bad guy, Ecliptor, who makes a duplicate of himself, and the Red Ranger then fights him with his giant, like, wine stopper that he calls a spiral saber. Uh, but then, also, Astronomer just shoots down a beam to destroy the shuttle, but I guess they miss, and she does it again, and it must miss again or something, but then the Rangers are able to save the shuttle, so Ecliptor gets really super big, and the shuttle morphs, it becomes the Astro Megazord shuttle, and so they fight with Ecliptor, and Ecliptor makes, like, this kaleidoscope illusion thing, and the Rangers are like, whoa, 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 which one do we fight? And the Yellow Ranger's like, oh, hey, I got the sensor thing, it says he's, like, the real one's the one in the middle, and it's like, yeah, man, like, have you ever had too much to drink? Like, you just close one eye and aim for the middle. It's always the one in the middle. So the Megazord uh, gets a sword. It turns it into a whip somehow. Um, it hits him with that. And then it cuts Ecliptor in half with the sword afterwards. And then, uh, yeah, back on the shuttle, all the Rangers are doing good. And the Red Ranger is totally macking on the yellow one with his telekinesis powers. But unknown to them, Astronema is eyeing this tortoise pet of hers. And calls forth the Ninja Turtles that she somehow totally knew about with a big space leader laser thing the turtles like their manhole explodes and they come popping out of it and they're like well that's not good and uh then we get a preview of the next episode that gives away the entire plot of that episode and uh then we get a blooper reel and that's the end of this show the end uh well i you're definitely gonna tell that i liked (laughs) this episode based on my review uh Next up, Shell Shocked, original episode, air date, February 27th, 1998, written by Judd Lynn, directed by Blair Tro. The Ninja Turtles are teleported out of their sewer and put under a spell by Astronomer, who will use the five of them to defeat the five Power Rangers. On board the Astro Mega Ship, Andros is teaching the other Rangers how to use the Galaxy Glider when Decca, the ship's computer, detects a monster at the power plant. The Rangers leap into action and fly down to Earth. The Rangers face off against Electro Tramp and are thoroughly trounced when in teleports five green ninja teens. The Turtles make short work of Electro Tramp before befriending the Power Rangers and giving a ride back to New York City from Angel Grove with Andros not trusting these new allies of theirs. 
Once on board the Astro Megaship, the Turtles are given a tour as they ask probing questions about the ship's capabilities. While the other Turtles cause some mayhem on the ship that the Rangers deal with, Donatello reprograms DECA to be more certified turtle-fied. However, these modifications to DECA allow Astronema to teleport aboard the Astro Megaship because now it will only follow her commands. And she captures the Rangers with the help of the Turtles while Andros escapes into the bowels of the Astro Megaship. Down in the engine room, the Turtles are tied up by Astronema's Quantrons, where a hidden Andros telepathically slides a pair of pliers to his captured teammates. The Rangers free themselves after a small scuffle and morph while escaping into the Astro Mega Shuttle. Because the Astro Mega Ship can't forward the Astro Mega Zord without the Astro Mega Shuttle, Astronema has the Turtles fly after the Rangers. Astronema maneuvers the ship into a reversed polarized magnetic field and accidentally cures the Turtles of their mind control. The Turtles refuse to do any more of her bidding, and Astronema starts to make a run for it, but not before commanding Decca to set the Astro Megaship to self-destruct. The Astro Mega Shuttle lands on a planet where Astronema and her Quantrons are waiting for them, totally outnumbering the Rangers. Back on the Astro Megaship, Donatello rewires Decca to not self-destruct anymore, and they teleport down to the planet to help the Rangers and defeat the baddies. The turtles say their goodbyes and are offered a ride home for real this time, but not before getting to test out the galaxy gliders for themselves. The end. Far out of this world. Back to our regularly scheduled programming with episode 17 of the next mutation, Mutant Reflections. This episode aired April 6th, 1998. It was written by Michael Mayhew. I will be reading the summary off of the beloved Turtlepedia. It starts with Mikey and Raph talking about which superhero is better, Batman or Superman. While Raph is talking how Batman is better, Mikey gives him gum, then he states Batman is just a guy dressed in a suit. They continue arguing until Raph is disgusted by the gum. He spits it out. Mikey tells him that the gum is chili gum. He then asks if he digs the gum, and Raph says no. Mikey then states he likes it and chews it all the time. In Dr. Queez's laboratory, he's laughing because he sent a robot into the sewers. The robot then goes to the gum that Raph spit out and picks it up carefully and then exits. Dr. Queez then says he has business to do and falls off his chair, but makes a note to himself to clone a new eye. In Dragonlord's lair, Queez puts in his new eye and is talking to Dragonlord, who says this better be good. Dr. Queez tells Dragonlord that one sample is ready to create them some clones. Dragonlord mishears it as clowns, and Dr. Queez corrects him. The Dragonlord is furious that the scientist corrected him, and Dragonlord tells him to report back when he has something to tell about the clones. Dr. Queez's robot then removes the gum. Donnie is testing his certified eye in the sky for its remote capabilities he just invented. He sees someone is coming to him fast, and it is actually Clone Raph. It kicks Donnie, sending him into one piles of trash. Queez's robot then shows up and follows Clone Raph. Donnie is then very angry. In the lair, Raph and Venus are playing Go Fish while Leo is flossing his teeth and Mikey is watching a documentary on sea turtles with Splinter. Donnie then comes in, raged that Raph beat him up. Donnie then tells everybody what happened, but no one believes Donnie. In Queez's lab, he is showing what happened with Donnie and clone Raph to Dragonlord. He then finds it fantastic. He also says that's when he sees all the clones. It will be the ultimate weapon. It is now I realize this summary is incomplete. So, um... We go through multiple rounds of getting different clones that Dr. Queez makes. He eventually clones all the turtles, and they fight it out. Uh, there's a moment where Donnie accuses basically everyone of gaslighting him. They tell him he's wrong. They 
are actual clones. This is a mess, but they eventually defeat the clones. They kind of like kill them and by disabling them with like a thing in their back that powers them. Maybe they're robots, maybe they're clones. Who knows? But eventually Dr. Queeze like vaporizes them and Donnie finally learns that Dr. Queeze is a bad evil guy. The end. Sorry for that train wreck. That was amazing. I couldn't look away. I really should have read through the summary. That's first. why you always double check. I saw that there was a summary and I was like, there's multiple paragraphs. This is fine. <laughs> you can't. Why, yeah, I'm looking at it right you now. You can't always why trust Turtlepedia. As much as we as much as we rely on Turtlepedia. Usually you can't like always rely on it. In the past, if there was more than one like two paragraphs, it's been solid. But this one, my God, curse you Turtlepedia. Who who wrote this? Is there, uh, yeah, is there can, a change log? Can we see? There is. Yeah, you just got to be able to like you got to log in to find it. But uh, let's uh, let's get in the second time around because I got some stuff here. Hey, nice junk. I'm I'm gonna say this uh, at the top, and Spencer, you're probably probably gonna hate me, but um, <laughs> astronomer feels like, like she can come out of mirage. mirage. Oh, damn, gosh. <laughs> okay. Jesus <right>. Christ. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I think he's not, like not wrong. <laughs> she's like, a, what was that space queen in the in the the one where she leaves her locks to Donatello? Oh, see, the perfect. Monsters? There you go. Astronomer, astronomer comes right out of Mirage. Perfect. There you go. Right. I mean, sure, but just not not nearly as as cool as. So. Uh, to address some of Keith's grievances that he has with this show, uh, Power Rangers <laughs> in Space is the sixth season of like the Mighty Morphin era, which uh, I think they collectively call it the Zordon era. Um, and so, but this is this was kind of written as the last season, uh, because like ratings Turbo didn't go over as well as they had hoped it would, uh. The movie didn't do that well, so this was kind of this this season was treated as the final season. It was a movie. I remember seeing that movie. Yeah, Power Rangers. Turbo. Can't remember. Can't remember what it was about. But uh, that was the that was the one where they all turn into cars or they summon cars. Like those are the Zords. I remember cars. That's that's the and so all of it. And so Turbo ends with um, like the Rangers having to do or having to um, go into space to like chase after um, I think it was uh, uh, dark. I think dark specter is introduced this season. Dark specter is like the ultimate evil in the universe. Like though he like controls like Zed and Rita, like the beginning of this season uh, is like uh, a party um, like, a party being thrown by dark specter and all of the bad guys that we've seen in the show so far. Um, because diva Tox was, who was the baddie of turbo had defeated the turbo Rangers. And so, um, when the, when the Rangers go into space aboard the Astro mega shuttle, uh, they find Andros, uh, aboard the Astro Mega ship, and then it turns out that the Mega Shuttle was designed to fit with the ship, and that's what forms the Astro Megazord. Welcome to Turbo, a Power Rangers podcast. No, this is just, this is a Ranger cast. What are you talking about? 
no, I mean, I like, I like, I like Power Rangers lore. Um, I think, and I especially like, I've grown to respect this because like the first six seasons all the way up to the end of in space, like that is a very consistent story. Um, doesn't like, astronomer you, turn good? So astronomer, spoiler alert, is Andros's sister. Whoa! Oh, that makes perfect that? sense because they they both have terrible hair. <laughs> yeah, well, well, astronomer's thing is like her hair changes every few like episodes. So oh, it changes episodes, several times between scenes of this episode. Yeah, like <laughs> she starts the show. <laughs> she starts the show with like a with like this purple wig. Um, but. But yeah, so it's it's uh it's definitely very campy and astronomer's actress. Like I like astronomer as a character. I lo- I love her design. Um and like her intro in the first episode is actually really cool, but it's very like she I don't know if it's her direction or just or if she's, she's not those, a very good actress. It's it's just terrible job. All villains have to be like way over the top. She's like, yeah, but it's like she's not over the top in the same way that like if you if you watch Turbo and like Divatox, like Divatox was a great villain, um, in my opinion, like up there with Rita, like Astronema. I think it's just the actress just wasn't as strong as like the character required. Yeah, she's it's just like, like she's like like wincing half the time and like squinting and looking down. It's it's almost like they were like, hey, you. uh you look unemployed and like, you don't ask a lot of questions. Would you like to be on this power Rangers show? And she like <laughs> never acted before in her whole life, you know? Well, so, so okay. So speaking, I mean, speaking of, uh, speaking of unemployed actors, uh, this, so these two episodes, the production for power Rangers is done in, was done in California at the time, which, uh, we talked about it earlier. Um, but the turtles, are not played by the same actors as they are in next mutation. They're the same suits, but different actors, different suit actors and different voice actors. I thought the voices sounded different. Yeah. yeah they're totally, totally different actors. Um, and we mentioned that at the beginning of our show, how productions in Canada, there's a law that, uh, any like productions in Canada have to employ Canadian actors. So that's why the voice cast was all Canadian voice actors. Mm. So, uh, so the turtles in these episodes are played by Michael Rise as Leonardo, uh, Ezra Wise. So Michael Rise, Ezra Wise as Donatello, uh, Tony Oliver as Michelangelo, and uh, oh weird, it doesn't have Raphael's. Oh, uh, Derek Stephen Prince as Raphael, who also played Elgar, the very ugly uh, cone-headed man <laughs> in this show. And I really liked, uh, I really like Elgar. Was oh. Elgar kind of has like a Michelangelo voice, really? Is he well, the same and, voice and that's, that's as the that thing. big like, blue all the chin voices guy from the first season? What's that? Who was the big blue, blue chin guy from the first season? Isn't that the same voice? From the, from the first season of Mighty Morphin? The, yeah. Uh, Power Rangers blue. Chin. It wasn't Babu. It was the other blue I, one. Oh, squat squat. It's his voice, isn't it? No. Okay. He was. So the voice actor, Tony Oliver was in mighty Morphin, but he wasn't uh squat. He was uh Saba, the uh sword of the white ranger. 
<laughs> but all right, so I love the first Power Rangers movie, but my favorite part is when Saba comes out and like, okay, so the White Ranger wants him to cut this cable, and so the sword flies up, and then it shoots a laser beam from its hilt from the eyes. It's like, why do you even have a blade, man? <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, so so because because the production was in California, like you know everything is just weird and different. Um, and arguably worse because <laughs> the voices like it, it, it made me miss the voices from next mutation, to be honest. It, it, they definitely feel like phoned in. Like they just like picked up anybody and we're like, just read it. Yeah. Like the, there's a, we're getting <laughs> Imagine an your Megan Fox and mortal Kombat and just read it. Yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like our second time around is already anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Andros yeah. Andros is Venus. Except, like, cooler. All right, so Adele is the lady that serves drinks at uh, the bar, and yeah, that is so Laverne from Scrubs. Yeah, yeah, Scrubs in the house. That's all I've got. Yeah, I don't really have any Easter eggs for the Power Rangers episodes, because uh, I don't know a lot about Power Rangers. So <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. so okay, so I got to clarify. I can't remember if we did this in the bonus content or at the beginning, but it's not. It's not the juice bar. It's uh, it's the same set as the juice bar. Each pit. Um, but uh, this is called the surf spot. Oh, so it's just like filmed from a different angle. Uh, I mean, it, it, it was the same angle, which is why I thought it was the juice bar still. What's the deal with 90s shows and they have like a restaurant they hang out in? What's Dude, I don't it? know, man, but like, thing. I remember when I was younger, like, that seemed like so cool. Like, that's like right next of, to your school. Like, like a place where teenagers can hang out and learn martial arts if they wanted. Like, yeah, like at my school, we go to like Arctic Circle, <laughs> which is like, like, well, like, I remember like for, for me in high school, like, City Hall had some cool stuff um, that you can go do and hang out there, but like, not as cool as the, uh, not as cool as the juice bar band. Like the juice bar, like that's like a what's his face from Happy Days. Um, the Fonz. Yeah, but the but the the bar they used, the the restaurant they, the diner they used to hang out at Ralph's. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. Was it Ralph? I'm was a, it called Ralph's? I don't think so. I'm a young man, Mike. I don't I don't know about. Happy yeah, but Happy Days. Days was on reruns while we were young. <laughs> Happy I, Days. I have seen a few episodes of Happy Days, but you know, only a couple. I typed in Happy Days Cafe and it's pulling up like retro cafes. Yeah, I don't think anyone actually ever did that though. Maybe that's something that like happened in the 50s or they did in a 50s TV show like Happy Days and then it became just like a convention for writing for TV for like, you know, groups of teenagers to hang out there. I don't know. Is that it for our second time around for Power Rangers then? The Power Rangers uh, No, I got, a couple, I got a couple more. So, um, I mean, it was mostly Power Rangers related stuff, but like, this kind of kicked off like Bulk and Skulls like whole uh, plot for the season. Uh, the the um, Galaxy Gliders, this was their first appearance in the show. So it's kind of neat that the Turtles got to ride them before like the other Rangers did. Really? Was it Al's? Was it Al- Al's restaurant in Happy Days? I can't I can't remember. Al Del Vecchio. Uh, this was the second crossover for uh, Power Rangers at this point. Um, 
They had already crossed over with Masked Rider, which was the American imported version of Common Rider. Uh, and this was the last time that the Power Rangers uh, teamed up with somebody from a different TV show. Ever since then, the Power Rangers have only ever crossed over with other Ranger teams. Arnold's Drive-In. Sorry, I'm done. There you go. Arnold's Drive-In. <laughs> we still on this? <laughs> yes, yeah, but it's, it's done now. <laughs> Uh, also, these uh, these two episodes uh, do not contain um, or sorry, Shellshocked does not have a Megazord battle. It's one of the only episodes to not have one. Oh, the turtles don't exactly have a uh, a Zord of any kind to uh, use. Unless, unless they wanted to bring in the. the well, no, but the Astro, the Astro Megazord, the Astro Megazord doesn't even uh, doesn't even appear. This would have been the time to bring in the the Superman legend turtles, you know, and then, then they oh, could yeah. turn their giant their giant mech and they could also battle. But you know. Uh also, uh the turtles uh display their ability to reflect and bounce uh energy like balls that are thrown around. Splinter displays this same ability in the OVA. It's a little continuity there. The ball. All right, now you now we're moving on to a mutant reflection. Right, now you now you can move on. All right. <laughs> uh, it was already in uh, Cody's summary, but it's now official that uh, Mikey is a Superman fan and Raph is a Batman fan, at least in this universe, which you know is is interesting. It makes sense though if you think about it. It's funny in like in our group chat, like Cody was like, "When did Doctor Quee's like lose an eye?" Because at the beginning of this episode, he's wearing an eye patch. Yeah. And then it's like it's explained his eye is inside the little machine. That's true, but they kind of like you can see. Like I, I feel like they, they had to be like trying to dance around it because like they can't get too into the specifics of it, or it's like no longer kid friendly allowed. I would imagine. I mean, like he says, he says it's his eye. Like he, yeah, well, yeah he, but it's also like eye. it's also like a clever bit of storytelling where it's like you know visual storytelling that I just I I can't give next mutation an. Like credit for like I, there's I'm no gonna way give, they did I'm it gonna give them credit for it since to. you won't like it, it, it was, was fine it it if we didn't it, need like it was an interesting thing when the episode opened and I was like oh, it's kind of neat and then I was like on the same boat with you I was like when did he lose an eye and then it's just implied that he did it off screen he just took it out himself there's just no way that they had enough restraint not to be like I ripped my own eyeball out and explain it because if they could have, they would have like one hundred percent. Like that's their level of like hit you in the face with it. I did think it was kind of funny that the eyeball is very clearly just like a replacement eyeball for the turtle puppets. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's very much just one of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that thing would fit in a human head. He this also is... just jams it back in his head. He doesn't like reconnect it with surgery or anything. He's just like good to go <laughs> yeah he's a doctor he's done it a thousand times he's good he, he it's probably it probably just connects to the cybernetic implants already in his head he has yeah. control of his like ocular nerves and stuff and he's just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> they sew themselves back he just kind of made easy plug in ocular nerves you know just... yeah plug and play eyeballs that's what we all need yeah that's that is what we need <laughs> yeah actually uh the uh, this is the second time in Turtles history that the Turtles have fought evil clones of themselves. The first time was in the '87 series in that like Westworld battle world episode where the Turtles 
get captured and cloned and have to fight themselves. Uh, not by Shredder, but by some guy that wants to rebuild the sewers. What a crazy show that was. I know, right? It sounds a lot more interesting also when I say it that way. Yeah, uh, than, than the episode really was. Speaking <laughs> of 87, like, isn't it weird that we're back to like a Shredder and Baxter dynamic between Dragon Lord and Dr. Quee's? Like, it's exactly the same as Shredder and ba- Baxter Stockman. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, this one's less pathetic than 87 Baxter. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's kind of willing to kind of like mouth off a little bit. He doesn't quite seem like he's on the level of like getting tortured either, like in the 2003 series. Yeah. But you kind of do have a bit more of that sass that kind of you get later in, in other versions of Stockman. I'm also curious how... I guess I'm curious like how Dragon Lord is funding Dr. Queeze because he doesn't seem to have... like He's not committing crimes to get money or anything, it doesn't seem like. The exotic animals know. trade. That it's actually not- makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah. Also, Raphael says that the devices on the back of their clones are their life forces, and he talks about just straight up taking away their life force. So, I mean, the argument could be made on whether or not the turtles were straight up killing these clones, but in Raphael's mind, he is he is killing them, uh, to to say the least. Yeah, they definitely they definitely kill them. Like they they kind of feel the big bad about it afterwards, but they kill them. Yeah. yeah. Also, or they might have greatly helped Doctor Quee's kill them. Yeah. Yeah, they make robot noises. Yeah, I'm getting into anchovies now, but uh, that's that's all my that's the last of my. Uh, psych- oh, I don't think we mentioned uh, Cody. I don't remember you mentioned this in your in your summary, but Doctor Quee gets away with uh, like rocket boots, which is crazy. Oh yeah, this is the first time we see him use rocket boots, and maybe yeah. the last. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All right. Now you can get into your long-awaited anchovies. Nobody likes anchovies! Episode 1 of Power Rangers. Save our ship, yes. Uh, my whole anchovy is Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, <good laughs> uh, yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my Lanta. Oof. Man, the Power Rangers fans that may be listening because, you know, the crossover, you know, may not be happy with us now. <laughs> I, said, I said this before we started. Like, I've, I have watched... Mighty Morphin Power Rangers within the last year and thought it was actually pretty good. But like this is I I don't know what it is. It's just like it's so disjointed for me. I think probably because I'm coming in on the third episode of what is clearly like a serialized show. But I had no idea what was going on. I didn't know why the bad guy was chasing the good guys. Um all the bulk and skull parts were awful. Like they're like the worst parts of Next Mutation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they use the same it might be the same clip of astronomers saying destroy the Astro Megazord shuttle like twice within like 30 seconds of each other. Um, Why are the names for things so long in Power Rangers? The Astro Megazord shuttle. Like it just makes me the feel Astro so Megazord much shuttle. You just made it longer intentionally right there. Slow it down. Isn't that what it's she the said? The Astro Mega shuttle, says, the Astro Mega ship and the Astro Megazord. She says Randy. the Astro Megazord shuttle. I know because she said it twice within a minute. <laughs> uh, but, you're gonna have to insert that clip right here. Uh, oh, that requires me, you know, <laughs> being a better editor than I am, uh, or at least a more dedicated editor. Um, I don't know. Like it, it just feels like the names. I mean, even just Astro Mega before you say whatever the thing is to me is just it's a lot. 
It's my a Astro Mega Sword. I have Astro Mega Bow Staff. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a like... spiral saber, and it's clearly a wine stopper. <laughs> it's a spiral. It's like a drill. Like it's it's very clearly a drill. Yeah. Why is this it, called a saber then? Because it's a I mean, sword. He's the Red Ranger. He's using he it. Yeah, he's, he's using it Ranger. as a sword. I, I like Cody's answer. He's the Red Ranger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's the Red Ranger. He's got to have a sword. Also, but, do uh, these Power Rangers not have secret identities? They just they're battling in the streets. They don't care. Yeah, yeah they did just transform in the middle of a parking lot. Yeah, I mean the I mean that's that's always been a that's always been a thing. Like, well, but they would at least go to like a an empty hallway. <laughs> like these guys are just in the middle. They of the would street. occasionally, but it's like you know a lot of the times the Mighty Morphin team would just morph in the middle of a park too. Okay, give me a sec. I found the clip. <laughs> All right, while he's doing that. You uh, talked so right tr- when she started talking. Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you have the floor. Oh my god, I went back ten seconds. So you did it again, Mike. Please give me a second. <laughs> Destroy the Astro Megazord shuttle. It's exactly what she says. I mean, we didn't hear it. We didn't, so. we didn't hear it. it didn't come across on the mic. Yeah, no, that's okay. I'm going to clip it. Take your word for it. it. Yeah, put it, put, it on your, okay. put it on your TikTok, Keith. Put it on your TikTok. <laughs> Which, if you guys don't know, Keith has a TikTok now. Go follow him there. Oh boy. Yeah, it's fun. TMN underscore Keith. Thank you. I've been enjoying uh, it. When the turtles appear at the end of this episode, like they all like they all teleport out of the out of the sewer and then they do like this little spin and then it like freeze frames on them in like the most awkward like cut and like morph and like it just it's really weird and then venus when she does like she comes out and she's like standing on a black circle and it's supposed to be like it it it, it's it's like a it's like a black like cut out that's supposed to be like the sewer it's really weird it's something there's like, like there's also that whole scene when they're like when andros is just like we're being followed and they're like by who and then they just like look and right in the middle of the street is just this giant group of space robot men like just just standing there <laughs> that attack them and it's just like seriously you got you guys didn't notice like the giant group of of robot <laughs> men shiny metallic robot men this is like wow andros is just next level sensing abilities <laughs> well how does he have telekinesis so he is he's not from Earth. Andros Andros is from um uh, I think it's KO35 is the name of his planet. Um he's a different he's an alien. Yeah, yeah so, which is well, why he's, he's no he's he's very specifically he's human, he's just a human from a different planet, which is why he has the name Andros and such terrible hair. Oh, Antelope. Cause that that's one thing like when he when he takes his helmet off in like the first episode they're like you're human he's like yeah there's humans in space too <laughs> like he literally says that um, is that are there turtles in space is that how astronomer knew that there were turtles in the sewer see that's that's what's weird is like how does this work like i can get that they don't know each other exactly because like the turtles are in new york and angel grove is in california and that's typically where the power rangers always are so, like, I get the continental divide there, but it's like the Power Rangers are kind of an international thing. Like, the world governments know about the Power Rangers, like, to the point where, like, the government worked with Zordon at one point to uh, 
to give the Rangers the Astro Mega Shuttle. Like, it's it's very Wait, weird. The government made the Astro Megazord Shuttle? You have to watch Turbo. So, because unlike, unlike other people, I did the research here. To get. <laughs> you were born for this moment. I just, you know, I like, like I said, I like the Power Rangers lore. The Rangers. I, I, I like the Power Rangers lore. I find it, I, it, I find it very fun. Um, then how does astronomer know about the turtles? So that's that's yeah, what's, you know that's what's not explained. With one beam right to the specific yeah. sewer because New York is a very small city. <laughs> that's what's not explained. And then it's like it's really weird that the turtles like come out and they're like the Power Rangers. Like they're like you're telling me the Power Rangers are real and not in comic books. It's like it, it, it's like the Power Rangers operate on such a high level. It's like it's like not saying it's like saying like you didn't know Superman existed and you lived in like. You lived in DC in the well, DC. Yeah, universe. Angel Grove gets destroyed every weekend. Like, yeah, is it not like I said, news? like the literally the government well, yeah, like works one with one kaiju robot. You would be like, yeah, <laughs> like they have five dinosaur the robots that turn that into one kaiju. In America, and then you're saying this weekend, and then you're on the saying flip the U.S. Side, Marines exist outside of comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's basically <laughs> what it is. Yeah, and then on the and then on the flip side. Like, so the turtles don't know that the Power Rangers exist. Like, they don't believe it. On the flip side, the Power Rangers know the turtles exist and yeah. their names. That's super weird. That's what's, that's like, I hate that. Because <laughs> it and, should be the other way Venus, around. Venus well, mentions that she knows of astronomer, which is like, how? Hold yeah, on. You don't exactly. even know what it, you don't even know what a sewer is called. How do you know what the space witch is? And I, so it's like the, the, everything is so weird. Um, for this and it's like it's 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 it if you think about it too much which is what we're doing it's really dumb <laughs> i cracked the code though hear me out so tmnt2 the turtles were in the newspaper this next mutation is really the fourth turtles movie oh my god the power rangers broken. read the newspaper ah, i like that which i can buy that i can buy that confirmed yeah. continuation but that doesn't warned. explain why the turtles don't know who the power rangers are or don't believe that they exist sewer gas has rotted their brains there you go okay cool we cracked <laughs> I, it I guys mean, that that okay. settled everything there we go speaking of, i actually speaking really of, like the yeah go ahead speaking sorry. of rotted brains uh this crossover just really makes the turtles look bad i mean granted oh, they kind of look bad in their own show usually but like it just makes them look incredibly incompetent having to put them against the Power Rangers. If they would have just thrown in something about how like their senses aren't as heightened or something because they're like groggy under mind control or or something, like may, maybe I could have forgiven it a little bit. Yeah, they get but demolished it, by Andros the yeah, first time they, they see him. They they just get demolished the the entire time by the Power Rangers. And, and granted, it's mostly because of plot. The turtles are in the bad guy's shoes because they're being mind controlled, and so they can't defeat the Power Rangers. But they, they don't even get like a single real win on, on them, really, except for, I guess, taking over the ship's computer and making it say certified turtle fight. Uh <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, it's really weird because it's like the, the mind control, like really it, you really don't get like how much it is like uh, astronomer controlling them because it's mm -hmm. like they're almost exactly their normal personalities. Yeah. It's like there's kind of got like a a brain like a switch flipped in their brain to being just evil, I guess. You know, being, yeah. being serving astronomer. It's the crusty doll, good evil switch that she just yeah. Like, There's a problem. Yeah. This doll's been set to evil. 
<laughs> Comes with a free Frogart. Yeah, that's good. The Frogart has sodium benzoate. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, it's Halloween time. We should watch uh, Treehouse. I, for one Halloween, I did like an episode every day, and it just kind of got exhausting. I haven't really watched any of this. This Didn't we season. talk about Treehouse of Horror like last like two weeks ago. We did, yeah. <laughs> we, we should leave that Man, be. We, oh, we love the Simpsons. I'm also surprised uh, that the Power Rangers aren't like surprised when the turtles show up in a giant flash of green light. Like that's not normal for them, right? They seem to know well, of like, the turtles, so why would you expect them to beam down from the sky? I mean, it's like, do the do they know, like, how much do they know about the turtles at that point? Yeah. Like, enough to know their names, because, like, they address them as as their names, at, at, you know, when they meet them. And so it's like, it's, uh, I hate it. Do the Power Rangers ever have, like, a Batman-level, like, database on all, like, the powered entities in the world? Not in any of the shows that that I know of. I know, like... In the comics, it's kind of been addressed that the that the 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 morphing grid is like what gives them all of their powers, mm-hmm. and that is like kind of a multiversal um, database. And so, like every ranger is kind of connected to each other through like the morphing grid. Lantern knows, um, kind kind of, but and kind of more like, like Nova helmets. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, because I mean, because the Rangers are really just space cops. Like, that's really all they are. That's space pigs. Really, how many, how many space cop stories like there really are at this point? Because you've got like the Green Lantern Corps, you've got Power Rangers, <laughs> yeah, the Nova, Nova Corps. Corps. Yeah, Nova, Nova Corps. I mean, it's not even the only like DC has multiple groups of, of space police like you've got the dark stars that were around in the 90s and anyway and hunters yeah why guys why are there bloopers at the end of these episodes i that's that's a good thing yeah i actually i actually appreciated it because uh i don't know it made me forgive this show for being as bad as it is by seeing the actors having fun also uh, they gave like the costumed ones bloopers too so they made like fake bloopers yeah yeah but it also just makes me feel, uh, you know, bad for glowering at it as well. Because I'm like, oh, man, look at these these real <laughs> human people involved in this, having fun and enjoying yeah, making this. Like, they're yeah. given the script and they're just like, oh, my God. Or like astronomers, like, I have to say this. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> like, like they, do, they do the best they can with what they have. Like, yeah. and, and the bloopers, I don't know. I think the bloopers are there to just kind of reinforce it. Like, this is different like this is big because it's the first time like these two franchises are meeting each other mm-hmm. um and like i mean because like when you were a kid like you know when you're you know 10 11 years old and you grew up with these two like that's really big you know for me this was 98 so i was it was like 12 13 um yeah, 98, I was 13. So it's like I was just getting out of Power Rangers, but like I still liked the Turtles. So I don't know. Yeah, I thought the crossover was neat when I was a kid, too. It was like it was when crossovers were still like a rare thing, relatively. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, it's going to get a crossover no matter what. So there Especially was some like, hype to it. Like now when the Turtles are crossing over with, it seems like everything right now. Oh, uh, I mean, well, that's... 
yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, Nick Nickelodeon I mean, is just you know whoever want, whoever wants to license them out. Yeah, no, I mean Viacom is is a licensing pimp, right? Like they they just kind of have like all their Jesus. properties and they will wow, they all right, go for the throat. <laughs> we'll, they, will, they will give them to whoever asks for it. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they will pass it around to whoever. Oh <laughs> Uh, you know, and, uh, now I, I it's always a new the father thing. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it as a bad thing necessarily because you do get pimping? good crossovers. You heard it here, folks. Spencer pro pimping. <laughs> I'm gonna put that on your tombstone. Here lies Spencer of, Tune pro you know, pimping of, of properties. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, of intellectual property. Sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not necessarily against it. You know, the thing is, is, big pimping too. <laughs> big pimping too. <laughs> oh man. Uh, the thing. The thing with like licensing things out is that you don't. You don't have to consume every single thing that your your favorite thing crosses over with. You know, like it took me forever to read the Power Rangers crossover because I don't really care about Power Rangers. Uh, you know, if, if they were to do like how they did a Transformers My Little Pony crossover at IDW, if they were to do a Ninja Turtles My Little Pony crossover, <laughs> I probably bad. wouldn't read it. I probably wouldn't I would read, read it. it. You, I, mean, I would watch it. I would watch Ninja Turtles Sonic the Hedgehog crossover. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, and like, I mean, I still haven't read like the Stranger Things one because I've never watched Stranger Ooh, Things. That's a shame because that really was actually good. really good. I've heard it's really good and I love Pharaoh Pay's art and so that kind of makes me want to read it. But I don't know, like I'm not super invested in it. And so like it's fine because you don't have to get into every single crossover. You know, I don't play Mortal Kombat. I don't feel like I need to because not Mortal Kombat, sorry. I don't play Call of Duty and I don't feel like I need to because there's a shredder skin in it, you know? But at the same time, yeah. it's super cool when you get when you get your your thing in there. And you don't see that happen as awful for things like Marvel characters and stuff. Because you play Injustice? You know, Marvel's so much more stingy. I do play Injustice. I love Injustice and Injustice 2. And I, I definitely have the turtles and play them all the time. I love being Michelangelo so I can smack people with a skateboard. And if, if Viacom wasn't so, you know, wasn't just so shamelessly willing to hand out their property to whoever asks for it, you know, um, Loose I, is would, the word you're I would get for. that. Huh? <laughs> loose is the word you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they were so loose of it. I wouldn't have it's not, it's not a bad up. necessarily. <laughs> All right, we're ready for All right, mutant reflect, from mutant mutant reflections. <laughs> so there's this whole part where they're they're searching for the evil clone of Raphael, and Mikey just starts singing on top of spaghetti oh, for like God. no reason. These turtles are the worst. Like, especially <laughs> in this episode, I hate all these turtles and I hate Mikey the most because it's just so gross. Yeet I him have, into space. Keep him with the power. Yeah. I have a note that Mikey is the worst. I'm like, I don't remember what that was a reference to. And it was that on top of spaghetti BS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and then just, he just like blows his snot rag and tosses it. Like, I have a good sneeze joke. And then he like hands it to Leo. No, like, I can't. Yeah. Nope. Can't tolerate it. Can't it, have it. Yeah, it was just bad. It was just bad. This whole episode was just superfluous. I mean, the next mutation, that's that's pretty yeah, much, that's yeah. a good way to describe well, it. Without the next mutation, where do you get modern turtle stories? Riddle me that. What? Why are the clones robots? That confused me. And then I, I, I always say I will stop complaining about this, and then I will not do it. But look, the sounds in the backgrounds, like, and there's a part <laughs> where 
Queeze opens up this machine to in, insert some like samples, and when he closes it, the machine burps, and then he like dusts off his eyeball, and the eyeball is like giggling and stuff. It's like yeah, <laughs> who the hell? Yeah. Well, he's like um like also when he's like cotton swabbing the eyeball for like the DNA, it's like he's like he's tickling it like woo yeah <laughs> yeah it's weird. And then there's like also like, I think there's like a, a donkey bray in there somewhere like yes there was in, in other parts yeah it's. It seems like the sound effects just like you think I'm done. I think I'm done complaining about them, but then there's just something that's like even more bizarre than there was in the last episode, <laughs> you know, in, in this group of episodes where yeah, it just feels like, I don't know, like the sound guy just got carried away in post, you know, he's like had, whoever he this, has such a cool soundboard. And he's like, I have all these buttons. I got to use them. All. I yeah, got to right. use them all. I got to use all these sound effects. I don't care. Like, I, you know, I don't know. It's, Oh man, he really uh, hurt this show more than he could ever know. I, I'd say that's probably this show's most egregious sin. Is somewhere smug, having ruined the show. <laughs> I, I just feel like I just I, honestly, I feel like it's the show's most egregious sin. Is the most is the super obnoxious sound effects. They yeah, do regularly like ruin any cool scene because like anything yeah. that could almost be cool, they throw in like a twing. Yeah. <laughs> I said it for years, like internet, you're out there, man. Like just take out. I know you have the ability to just take out all these sound effects somehow. What like, if? Just what it. if? Come on, hear me out, guys. What if we redub the whole show? I'm down. Yeah, let's do it, guys. Ooh. Wasn't Dragon Lord gonna eat the turtles so that he he could like get their mutagen and mutate? And now if he has the clones of the turtles, couldn't he just eat the clones? It's it's really yeah it's really weird because like the clones are kind of so perfect that like it, it really like why didn't he just make why don't you why don't you just make more of these like yeah yeah like also know? if he can make clones why can't he make a video camera why does he need to use his own eyeball that's, that's the pers- a good point. that's the personal yeah. touch. <laughs> like he, why, why couldn't he have cloned his eyeball and then just used that eyeball? I so I I thought I misheard it that he like that he like when he he says something to Dragon Lord about like mutilating his eyeball to get the DNA from Venus. Yeah, he had to like he had to destroy it. the eyeball, and so like he cloned himself a new eyeball. Well, no, he had already cloned himself an eyeball. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like he already cloned it like a new eyeball. Like that's that wasn't his original eyeball anyway. Um the one that he pops in later, the, what I want to say too, is like the, the clones, like he like dresses them exactly like the turtles too. Like, so like it really yeah. is just like, Hey, we have these extra turtle suits. He like, has belts. He has, they have their weapons. Like, their yeah. Hands. Like he's got them down to the T and it's like, I get it. Like you're using them for infiltration, but it's like, like, man, you, you, you got their outfits exact. It would have been cool if, yeah, if they were just like naked turtles that just show up. Like if there if there was any like cool like indication that these were clones more than just like the phone cord on their back, or like arm falls off because it's like a crappy clone body. Yeah, like just like something neat. Would've I, been, I think would've, that, would've been just like a cooler tell. I think that the Dark Turtles in in two thousand and like in the, in the fast forward season of Ninja Turtles is peak evil clone turtles. Yeah, but those are like four hulks. Like these are these are at least like turtles that are kind of like I don't know. Like if they weren't just like mindless robots, like it would be kind of cool to have like turtles on there. Like I mean, basically, they become like a smarter slash at that point. But like I don't know. I just, 
it, it, there's only so many different directions you can go with turtles because then it's like you're just making more mutant turtles, you know? Yeah. Superfluous. That gun robot must have taken up their entire budget. Could you imagine, like, what the salad bar at a Saban production looks like? This show's so cheap. That's all I got. They have the biggest bacon bits you can imagine. (laughs) Well, speaking of bacon bits, let's put some nice things on this pizza now. Now Let's talk about I Love Being a Turtle. I love being a turtle! So the production in the Power Rangers is, like, so much better (laughs) than Next Mutation. Like, it's very obvious. Um, between the two, like the, well, the Power Rangers pa- episodes look so much better. Isn't yeah. that partially because, like, the action and Zord fights and everything else are just taken from like the Japan well, version of well, Power Rangers? It and so with, it looks worse. So like, with this weird. one, and I, th- I, I don't know if you were recording it, but I know Cody and I were talking about it. Um, so if if it's not if it's in the bonus content, I'm sorry, I'm repeating it. I don't think it was um, recorded. I think okay. Was, uh, so Power Ranger, so Power Rangers in Space is um, based on the Sentai series, um, Den- Denji Sentai Mega Ranger, which is a cyberspace and like digital uh, Sentai themed series. So like like video games even, uh, not in space. <laughs> Very oh. clearly, not a galaxy hopping adventure. Which, that explains Ecliptor's look, which I thought was actually kind of cool. I like the yeah. Way so I, I actually really like Ecliptor too. I have I have an Ecliptor figure. Uh, I, I love that black and like electric green yeah, thing that was so really, prominent really cool. in the in that in this period that we're talking about, like the early two thousands, uh, late nineties. I have two astronomer figures for for two of her hairstyles. <laughs> I have I have an astronomer. I have the astronomer that came with. Andros, and then I have the Astronoma Ecliptor two pack. <laughs> there's um, also a cool red Ecliptor. There's a red Ecliptor too. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, so so that explains like why certain things look certain ways. Um, and so when it came to a lot of the footage in this show, they couldn't use all of it because like they didn't have like the they didn't have the uh rangers going into space because that wasn't in the sentai footage so they had to like film a lot of new stuff and uh green screen a lot of stuff that just wasn't in the show so like in so in shellshocked we see them getting on the galaxy gliders for the first time and they're going through like they're flying off of the ship but then it cuts to them and like it looks like they're flying (laughs) through like like a cyberspace wire yeah um and that's supposed to be like light speed um and so, like, there's a lot more American footage in uh, Power Rangers in space than than before. Um, and I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> I, I just want to say this kind of why the production that value is so much. Oh, better. So, so so okay, so that's why so that's why the production value I think like is a lot better is because like a lot of this was kind of created in California. Um, versus like, you know, when you watched Power Rangers when you were younger, you could definitely tell the difference between like the Sentai footage and the American footage. Like the American footage was always so much cleaner looking. Yeah, which is the same here. And like it gets worse for like the turtle when the turtles are involved in it somehow, because I think they did like a bad rip. But uh, yeah, you can clearly tell like Power Rangers was their bread and butter and like was making them money. 
Yeah. Just confirmed Which, my belief that they gave both shows the same budget. And then we're like, oh, crap, we don't have all this stock footage from Japan for Ninja Turtles. And that's why that show looks so much worse. Yeah. And we talked we talked about it at the beginning when we first started doing the show that like the like Turtles was canceled really not because like it was bad, but because it was so expensive. Mm-hmm. Because you couple that with the license and the fact that you don't have Sentai footage to rely on. Like, yeah. And like the turtle that was, that was a, like, that must yeah, be like that's an expensive show to do. So, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to point out like that, that it looks so much better and especially like the fight scenes with the turtles, like the fight scenes in the turtle with the turtles are so much better in, in shell shocked than they are in their own show. Yeah, no, the final battle is actually pretty well choreographed where the turtles right? are like with the, with the power Rangers and they're fighting the robot guys. That actually looks pretty good. I we get a couple. Th- we get a couple shell quakes. We do. One you turtle know? shell quake where they just fly backward into it with their shell, which I'm all for. I think. I think fly uh, backward into like Michelangelo does this cool thing where he like uh, he like flips on his back and then like like flips two Quantrons like with his feet like over his head and stuff. Um, the like Quantrons that was really, are such a cool design. They're the best. Yeah, the Quantrons are are really design. cool. Like. Like, yeah, they're a little bit more than putty patrollers, Keith. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're, they're more silver. They're cool. They're like, they're cool like, robot they're like robots design. and they can actually talk. They're like the first, like, cause like most of them, cause I think we've had, we've had the putties, we've had the cogs, we had the, um, the tangas, and then, and then now the quantrons are like the new ones. And so the quantrons are, are cool. Like, I like their look and they have like robot voices. I gotta say this show is not the show where I expected to see like giant purple beam explode a manhole and then turtles jump out of it. Like that's very much the opening of the 87 series. Yeah. Very cool. Cool reference. I like when they're fighting a clip door and he does the kaleidoscope thing, which two of them are floating in the air. So it's like, clearly that's not real. But the Power Rangers like, which one is it? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Super Squint obvious. and go for the one, one in the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. They're just like, oh no. What do we do? <laughs> I will super, super giant magical robot fight this. Oh, also it's Alpha 6 is the alpha of this series, Keith. Oh. Alpha, alpha 5 the was the one. Guy. Alpha 5 was the one in Mighty Morphin. And then uh, Alpha Five, I think, was destroyed. I think, I, I think he was destroyed in Turbo. And then, like Alpha Six, came with the Astro Mega Shuttle. Good to know. Oh no, no, oh, no! Alpha my. Five, Alpha Five leaves to Eltar to Zordon's planet. That's right. Mike, do you have a secret Power Rangers podcast you haven't told us about? No, I told you. I just really like the Power Rangers. I really like the lore. It's it's. Like talking about talking about it is unlocking a lot of memories for me here. But it's have like, you changed I, your middle name legally to Zordon? Uh God, if I could, I would. Jeez, <laughs> it's so cool. Um, but also, but also too, like I like Bulk and Skull a lot. Uh, and they have a really they have a really good arc. If you watch over this over the six seasons, like they go from like hating the Power Rangers to wanting to expose the Power Rangers to becoming Power Rangers fanboys. And then to like at the end of uh, in space, because like, like I said, in space was kind of written as the final season, like the the Rangers morph in front of like uh, 
in front of people to like inspire them. It's like a real like Avengers, you know, uh, uh, Avengers Endgame situation where like you know uh, all of the baddies are there. Dark Specter, which like I said, is like the ultimate baddie in the universe, is like coming to Earth, and like the the Rangers like uh, the Rangers are like on a building, and it's this really cool shot of them like you know standing there in their human uh, in their unmorphed forms. And they like morph in front of everybody to inspire them. And it's like bulk and skull are like leading the humans to fight in, in the fight, all of the baddies. And it's, I just think that's really cool. Like their, their arc is really cool. If you watch the show, but they never get to become power Rangers. Uh, they never get to become, they never get to become power Rangers themselves. But the fact that they go from like being high school bullies to like leading the charge is that's that's a really cool arc for them. And it plays out over the six seasons. Yeah, honestly, hearing that makes what felt like an unnecessary weird side plot in this series feel, I guess, sound a little bit more worth it. Like if you're watching this thing from the beginning. Yeah, like, like uh, I said, like there, there's really these these first six seasons are really cool, like really connected in like these kind of neat ways. And like Bulk and Skull are like, you wouldn't think of them as the through line, but it's like they've, they're the ones who are in all six of these seasons. And like, granted, stupid stuff happens. Like they get turned into monkeys for a season. <laughs> like it's really dumb. Season? Uh, it's like, it's like a while. That's how uh, they got around paying them. <laughs> it, yeah. Well, they, no, they still did. The they, still did the, they still did the voices. <laughs> like the voices were coming out of the monkeys. I think they were just thinking, like thinking their voices, but yeah, it, it's it's wild. Like Vulcan Skull are the true heroes of Power Rangers. All right, are we good also, to move on? Also, it's also it's funny because <laughs> I know. Sorry, <laughs> it's it's funny because like the the especially the Mighty Morphin team, like they can be mean to Vulcan Skull sometimes. Like meaner meaner than anything Vulcan Skull had ever done to them. In fact, like in uh, in. Uh, save our ship like andros pours hot sauce in bulk's uh milkshake like he just does that he doesn't know who this guy is he just does it well because he's he sees him starving his friend so he's against he's against starvation it's an act of good right so instead of like telekinetically giving that other guy food he just ruined food (laughs) yeah exactly well i mean and even then like (laughs) ashley ashley who's the yellow ranger um like she calls him out on it She's like, why? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I don't know what a milkshake is, and walks out. <laughs> How does he know what hot sauce is? Well, I guess I, he, he, I guess he can. I guess if he can read, and he yeah, but he, yeah, he can. He can read. He pilots a spaceship, but it's like, I, I don't know. I if you get a chance to watch it, like in space, it's very campy. But I mean, because it's mighty, it's Power Rangers. Of course, it's campy, but it's like it's it's got a real arc, and like the final episodes are really good. In fact, like people consider In Space one of the best seasons of Power Rangers, which you couldn't tell because of the two episodes that we just watched. I do like El Gore. I think he's fun. I, I do like fun. The, I do like the over the top villains. That I enjoy, and that's like right. That's right at home with Next Mutation and um, Astronema is gorgeous, and she's a wonderful actress. How dare any of you slander her? <laughs> All right, Astro Megazord Shuttle. All right, are we ready for 
mutant reflections. So yeah. mutant reflect. Okay, sorry about power. No, I'm just kidding. No, no more power <laughs> rangers. Um, what 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 I thought was really kind of interesting, and it got me like really thinking, was like it's kind of neat that like Dragon Lord, who's like a god in his dimension, like wants to be mutated, and it's like, have we ever dealt with like a mutated god before? I, I guess oh. not. Like, I, mean, I, like, I just find that pantheon fascinating. Might as well be all mutants. Yeah. I mean, like, the Pantheon is, is kind of mutants in a way. Uh, I don't know. Are they? Because it feels like they're just the pan- they're just they're also, just. I don't, there, Dragon, like- I don't think Dragon Lord is a deity. He wants to, he feels like he'll become deity if he gets mutated. I thought that's what he was trying to yeah, well, say. Like, say like, I'm like a big dragon mutated god thing. Yeah. Mutate your way to he's deity. The, he's the ruler. Okay, he's the ruler <laughs> of dragons, but it's like but, but but you get what I mean? Like imagine if like, you know, um Gathano in IDW is mutate like becomes like mutated. Like I don't know. I just I just think I'm just, you know, brainstorming here, wanting to write mm. for IDW. You know, they they need a new writer in six issues. It, it's you know? kind of like when Megatron in Beast Wars falls into the lava and comes out a dragon. I yeah, kinda like kinda like that. I don't think we've got anything cool like that in IDW. So do you guys think it would be like unprofessional for me to like email IDW and be like, hey yes. guys, do you need a new writer? I'm <laughs> I'm looking for work. They're definitely not taking unsolic- unsolicited. Signed pitches. Spencer Big Pimpin' Tune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, know. I think I, maybe if you like sent them like a like a treatment or something, like a script. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to go about applying to be a writer for uh, for a company. I think you have to slide into their, like, just slide into Tom Waltz's DMs. And and also, you know, have have a repertoire for them to look at. A uh, You know, some sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Portfolio? Sorry, portfolio. That's the word I'm looking for. Anyway, but back to this episode. My favorite moment was when Donatello tells Dr. Quiz that you don't do science, you do evil. Uh, (laughs) It's one of those so bad it's good moments uh, where like it actually delivered in being so stupid that it made me laugh and I liked it. I could watch a whole show of just Dr. Quiz and Donatello. Like like Dr. Quiz is just like, he's so good. He, yeah, he really is. Like I, I, every time he's on screen, I just love it. Cause like he's, He's like halfway doing a Jim Carrey impression every time. Yeah. I like, uh, there's two lines that I liked. One was when they see the robot and they say it looks like the toaster escaped. Kind of funny. And Raphael says that the robot is an evil Quisenart. (laughs) Which is an actual brand, but also sounds like Dr. Queens. Yeah. (laughs) So we know, we know Star Wars, Batman and Superman and Quisenart all exist in in the Ninja Turtles world. Yeah, they yeah. threw in a lot of like actual things into this one. They were just yeah. like going for it. Yeah, there was like, also, the question of like, can they be talking about Batman and Superman? Is that is that okay? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Also, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but every time they get in their hummers and stuff, there's all these like animal roaring noises. It hasn't always been there, right? That was this episode. No, that's always been there. It felt really? like it was an overdrive this episode. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was three it's jack- I feel like they get self conscious, yeah. like, we're reusing this the car footage too much. So they try to spice it up. Like, this time I noticed, like, 
there was extra cuts on Raph on his motorcycle, like because there's like he's going to get on his motorcycle, but there's multiple cuts like to make yeah. it more exciting. Yeah, or like when when Don and Mike walk up, there's like all these like flashes and stuff. And it's like why? That's we know they're just getting into a car. It's not that exciting. Yeah, yeah I do uh. think they amped up the animal noises. <laughs> <laughs> This is what actually made Hummers popular. People saw the show, and that's why everybody <laughs> bought them. The turtles drive Hummers, dude. That's that's it. Yeah. All that's right. all I got. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, so there, there you there go. Three episodes. Three, three episodes. It, it was, I mean, the the crossover is not as bad as well, it really, like, it, it's really only one crossover episode. The first one, they just trick you into watching a Power Rangers episode. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's it's not a two-parter. Um, but, but I mean, it is part of, it is part of the season because it very clearly picks up from that, that previous episode. Uh, yeah. So it's not, it's not a two-parter in that sense, but it's like, you gotta watch, you gotta at least watch the, the previous episode to know that, the, how the turtles get there, even though it's really not that important. <laughs> but I mean, I enjoyed these. Uh, what's really cool is that uh, these episodes are on the official Power Rangers channel on uh, YouTube. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was super was... nice. Just like it's just free up there. Yeah, Fantastic. and so it's like it. It was really kind of cool that these are that these are super easy to watch um, officially, and also like they're not tied up in like rights things. Yeah, like, that must mean they like solidly own that. Yeah, like that's I, I guess at least lends more credence to like maybe Saban does really do or uh, maybe Hasbro now like owns these versions of the Power Ranger or the of the Ninja Turtles. So it's it's really weird. Something to think about. And I guess it could be like maybe Viacom is like, look, you can have them. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can have yeah. those ones. We don't we don't know what to do with that. These ones didn't even these ones didn't even show up in uh, Turtles Forever in the multiverse scene. So maybe yeah maybe. All righty, we could do move on to the news. Yeah, Keith, take us into the news. April O'Neil, Channel 9 News. Uh, Channel 6 News. All right, so officially announced uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about it at a toy fair, how uh, this had kind of gotten out, but not a officially in any sense but uh officially on tuesday mattel officially announced the masters of the universe origins turtles of Skull toy line uh this is going to be combining the power of eternia with the sewer dwelling heroes of new york the masters of the universe origins turtles of Skull toy line represents an exciting overlap of two beloved worlds to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the ninja turtles in 2024 they look pretty cool yeah, so we got, uh, and in fact, just today we posted it on our Facebook. Uh, we saw some inbox shots of the turtles, but um, some really cool stuff has kind of been coming out um, about it. Uh, Cody doing some investigative reporting on Twitter, asking a bunch of questions. Uh, we found out today that Freddie Williams, who had originally been trying to pitch a Turtles He Man crossover, well, going to be so doing the. Yeah, he tried to pitch uh, it. It, it was actually going to go through, and then for some reason, because of like the the Kevin Smith directed one that was coming out on Netflix and all that stuff, 
uh, it got canceled. For some reason, they decided that was going to be confusing or something for the brand is what. All right, don't correct me in the middle of my news reading. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying the one that the one that was pitched and never messing up the flow. You're messing up the flow. (laughs) The one that was pitched and never happened is uh, the Batman Beyond crossover with the last Ronin. All right. Uh, So there you go. So it was all that whatever Spencer just said. (laughs) Yeah. No, but so Freddie Williams, uh, like 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 uh, Spencer said, uh, corrected me. Uh, Freddie Williams was going to be doing a uh, comic uh, that was canceled, uh, but he's going to be doing the art for the mini comics that will be included with every figure. Because if you don't collect the Masters of the Universe Origins figures, uh, each figure comes with a little mini comic. Um, I hope we can get the full the full comic book uh, that that was originally going to be made. I'm hoping that can come out because that would be that would be really cool for that to come out. Um, I mean, it seems like he's done a lot of art for it. So, oh, he has no like you. We've we've already seen. I believe it's Michelangelo Ram Man. So, like Michelangelo is going to be Ram Man. Because uh, so far, like everything magic is... chucks. There's not, it's not like a chain between them. It's just like magic balls between it. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So yeah. the story blurb on the back of the box is an explosion from the Technodrome sends the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles across dimensions to Eternia. Now, now augmented with tech from Man at Arms' armory, Leonardo leads his brothers into battle for the power of Grayskull. Um, so the first figures that were uh, revealed were uh, Leonardo uh, as He-Man, uh, He-Man mutated, Donatello as Turtle at Arms, uh, Man at Arms, Man at Arms with Turtle Shell Armor, uh, Trap Jaw with Mouser Parts, and Krang as Megator. Which is kind of like a big like orc thing. And so what was kind of interesting is that like uh, Mattel has like a wrestler's like line on the same body style as the Masters of the Universe figures. And so Krang is using like the Andre the Giant body. I do uh, like the body styles they use. I think that it's. I do like, too. Like I something really neat about like the proportions and stuff. Like I collected a few uh, origins figures and I like them. I was never that. I was never into He-Man when I was younger, um, but I can respect the line. And it's like the fact that like it's been you know three years of the origins of the Masters of the Universe origins line and it's still going. It's very popular. Yeah, um, I have a friend who's a huge he-man fan and he's stoked for these two so it's really cool to see like multiple fan bases like hyped for something yeah that's rare with crossovers i feel it's like i and and it's very it's very niche because it's like you know he-man he-man are are a lot of older fans um and so like this this is very much for you know the those like gen xers who always dreamed of this crossover and so, like, it's it's kind of wild that like forty years later, it's finally coming. You know, um, but the figure, the figures themselves, like, don't look bad. Um, you just have to really like that Masters of the Universe, you know, body style, where it's like yeah. the big puffy, big puffy muscles and you know, skinny, skinny muscular legs. Yeah, I um, think these they did really well though. Like, there's a there's a great little like, especially like all like the turtles and whatnot, like. Yeah, like I think the turtles look fine. I want to see. I want to see what's under the armor for you know. I want to see that body style. It's a lot of reuse because that's that's how these work. You know, that's how these figures gonna like go out of their way to like redo a whole thing if they don't have to. 
yeah, like there's there's certain sculpted parts that are new that are specific to the turtles, like their shells, obviously their heads, their hands and feet. Um, but it's like I think the legs and the arms themselves are the same, you know, as other Masters of the Universe figures. Um, so, but yeah, like I'm I'm excited for these. Um, so the line officially starts in January 2024. So we got a couple months before, you know, pre-orders and stuff like that come out. Uh, but in it, but what the original reveal had shown was like a full, like poster of like characters to come, which, uh, it's a pretty extensive lineup from what it looked like. Uh, so we, we saw on this poster, uh, from the turtle side, we had Krang shredder, Casey Jones, uh, Raph and Mikey who aren't in this first wave and then splinter. And then on the He-Man side, uh, there's going to be, uh, Tila, Ram man, Hordak, Skeletor, beast man. Like it, it's a pretty stacked, pretty stacked cast. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know. To me, it seems like the He-Man side got the short end of the stick on this one. I don't know they're getting like Ninja turtle themed, like, stuff with their weapons but like the turtles definitely get the the better end of the deal here being like actually mashed up with the characters and kind of having their well like i kind of i find it interesting like the trap jaw with like the mouser bits on him that one is really cool that's That's probably my favorite yeah that one is exactly the same just has a turtle shell shield instead of yeah like man man at arms is probably is definitely the weakest of yeah of everything he's Uh, like my favorite so i was like oh like yeah, like I like I like Man at Arms' design a lot, um, uh-huh. but it's yeah, it's just really kind of like oh, like that's it. <laughs> yeah, he, he um, but it's also shit. hard because it's like they're going into He Man world, so the He Man ones naturally aren't going to change too much. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's I think it's interesting that like they're casting He Man as a villain in this one. Um, no. So he's very much he's on the villain card, which has Skeletor and our first look at the Shredder um in this he-man world and he's kind of wearing he kind of like he kind of looks like hordak yeah and um, isn't it, what's like the chest they have like blood pumping action or something yeah and so that that's a like that's an action on um i think it's mosquito it's, it's pixel dan's like favorite yeah it kind of looks like his little shredder symbol kind of looks like um, which would be really which would be really cool um and so that figure hasn't officially been revealed but we saw it on the uh on the card art, yeah, the art for the, for the box. Like, so I, I I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, hear me out. The He-Man, the mutant He-Man is purple with like blue veins. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> really, really wish they would have gone with green with orange veins because the last animal he would have touched battle cat. I, that, that, that's fair. You know, like, they would have had like a mutant He-Man battle cat. Like, I feel like they'd be more on brand and more crossing over with Ninja Turtles. Like, if we made him like liony, like battle catty, He-Man, yes, like thousand percent. That's kind of what I, yeah, like, like that, I, I get. It, they're, probably for, they're probably going for more well, of like a then, super. Then is like angle. Leo supposed to ride He-Man battle cat? Yes, probably. <laughs> oh, okay, Maybe there you go. Hire us. Yeah. So I'm interested to see. So we see like uh, Leo is He-Man, Donatello is Man at Arms, like. Uh, he's turtle arms. Who the, that's, but that's the character that inspired this look. So, in, like in the original art for the Freddie Williams crossover, yeah. yeah, in the original like artwork for the Freddie Williams crossover comic that was going to be out there where he was doing the art, the stuff he released 
Michelangelo is going to be Ram Man and Raphael is going to be Tila. <laughs> Which makes sense. Tila's like warrior guard, more okay. like fighty, angry person. I know. I okay, could so also that- see Raphael being Ram Man though and Michelangelo being Stratos. Like that would that would also oh, Okay, work. there you go. So then oh, where so, so, be so then Orko, what would right? Casey Jones be? Orko. <laughs> All right, there you go. Michelangelo will be Orko. I could, six guys, come on. I could see a Mikey Orko. I could see a Mikey. I could see Mikey. I could, I could see, see Mikey Orko. Maybe Casey um, Stratos or Casey Ram Man. I I don't know. There's this. Yeah, Casey, Casey Ram Man would be pretty cool. Like having like the mask in front of like that head like helmet. Built, thing. Yeah, built into that helmet. Yeah. The that, good that news is, cool. so we record this on Thursday night, and without a doubt, they will release more of them on Friday morning, right? Probably. So we'll, probably. we'll know within 24 yeah, hours. We'll, we'll know tomorrow. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great to listen to later on and see how like wrong we were. How yeah. possibly off we were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm going through like the Freddie Williams, like some of the art that he has on his uh, on his site that that he was selling. He had like Roboto with Metalhead. Mm-hmm. Uh were these actually like part of the thing or are these just things that he was drawing? They they were the concept stuff for the comic yeah. book. I don't this think it would have been car, but this is yeah, this pencil comic study, comic. so yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, so like that uh, interestingly enough, Bebop Barack said he are not on this poster. Yeah. I mean it could be maybe like they're they're gonna also, like, if April, it does no really April. well, they'll keep no, it going. No April in this in this wave. Like Tila's the only girl. April's gonna be Hordak, actually. Oh, okay. There you go. Or she'll be She-Ra. Yeah. So it. She-Ra, yeah. She-Ra's always in like a weird thing. Like the the rights to She-Ra are very complicated. <laughs> oh. Who's Splinter gonna be? Yeah, exactly. Like, who's Splinter going to be? Who's... I, who knows? It's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so all that uh, first wave is supposed to be dropping in January of 2024. What's next? The NECA Space Usagi has been spotted in stores. So keep your eyes out if you're interested in that. I, I think Space Usagi looks cool. Uh, this is technically part of the tune line, so this will be a Target exclusive. Uh, Super 7 Wave 8 TMT Ultimates are shipping as of today. They kind of almost like it feels like a stealth release, really. But yeah, you can, if you didn't order them, you can order them now and they'll ship right out. You can get Robot Rocksteady, Genghis Frog, Space Cadet Raph, and Shredder, which is a variant of the existing figure. But this time he has silver armor and helmet. So pretty cool. One of their better waves, I think. Yeah, I know the Space Cadet Raph's going to be pretty popular for a lot of people. That's oh, for sure. Like, a lot of people's like, favorite figure. Those four original like costume turtles are some of the most iconic. Right. There's no, um, there's no Donnie in disguise, though, sadly. Yeah, it's weird. They did the other three, but, but not the last yeah, one. They did, a, like, they did like a, they did, a Raph in disguise, kind of. But then they did uh, Punker Dawn. Yeah. So. And so it's like, you jumped to a different variant wave. I, I don't know. I've talked about that before. That's I, it's annoying. It's a shame. Spencer, what's in comic book news? Comic book news. So the day after this podcast comes out, October 25th, uh, we will have the Stranger Things crossover, issue number four, come out, as well as Saturday Morning Adventures number six. 
will be out, both of which have fantastic artists working on them. So you got Pharaoh Pay on Stranger Things and Sarah Meyer on Saturday Morning Adventures, and they are great. Uh, so go go check those out. So then on November 1st, the Street Fighter crossover, issue number five, will be out, which should be the final issue of that. Uh, and that'll be out the next week because we're going to be taking another break from the show for a week. So I'm announcing that now. Oh, well, all right then. Keith, what's in miscellaneous news? Miscellaneous news. So for you fans of role-playing games, uh, there's going to be a reprint of Team and T and Other Strangeness. Uh, this is going to be exclusive to Kickstarter. Kicks off on October 31st. It's kind of a reprint, but it's got new art by uh, Sophie Campbell, Freddie Williams, David Peterson, and more. Looks really cool. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of information on the Kickstarter just yet, just because it hasn't launched yet, but it is launching on October 31st. Uh, and yeah, it's officially, you know, it's got Nickelodeon branding. It's got Palladium branding. It's right on Palladium, uh, Palladium's website. So it's like, they're heavily involved with it too. So it, it's really cool. Are yeah. we going to be doing a campaign? I, you know what? It, it's, it's really cool. Cause it makes it easier. Yes. I've been know? wanting to do a campaign on the show for a long time. I've just been trying to figure out how to do it. I mean, first off, I've been kind of reading the book, but I know there's issues that arise in, in that because first off, there's all sorts of things that I'd have to then re-explain to you guys. And now you guys can have the book, so I don't have to do that. Uh, the other thing is we can also have our characters already created and ready to go before the show, unless we wanted to have a lot of episodes where we're also creating our characters and things. Like how I already um, called Hokum Hair and any Hokum Hair variant. Well, So uh, you, you do it randomly. Yeah, you roll dice. You roll dice yeah. for it, yeah. But we'll figure all that out. Uh, but yeah, check out um, Palladium Books, uh, Palladium Books's website for the Kickstarter. Cool. And we'll probably post a link to it too. Yeah. So that's all for news. That is that's, it for this week. Yeah, that's awesome. it. Awesome. So thank you guys again for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle, Ninja Turtle Power Hour. We really appreciate it every time you do. Uh, let us know somewhere on the internet what you thought of the episode on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Blue Sky, and TikTok. What is Blue Sky? Blue Sky is where I'm moving to after Twitter dies. So, oh, things still around. All right, Spencer, what are we doing next week? So next week we're taking a break, but when we come back, we'll actually be covering five whole issues of comic book because. There was a Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue that kicked off the Bat Moon Rising story arc. So that'll be Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number seven and the four issues that make up Bat Moon Rising. Miniseries starring Raphael. Raphael number one through four, I guess. Well, oh, sweet. Cool. So that's our show this week. Thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, Cowabunga Dudes. Certified, certified. It's morphin' time. Ay, 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 ay.
phenomenal. I was going to say certified. Certified, you threw me off so much. <laughs> oh. I was hoping you were going for a Morphin Time one, and I would steal it from you. What was it, what was it that they said this show to Morph? Uh, let's Rock It. Let's Rock It, that was it. Which I like. Oh, like, the space. I hate, I hate the Morphers. <laughs> I hate I, the Morphers so much. I hate cell phone Morphers. Like, the way they always, like, go back and forth. Like, sometimes, sometimes the Morphers are a gun. Sometimes the Morphers are a phone. And it's like, both of those are stupid. <laughs> you like the, like, the coin thing? I, you know, like, there's something, the, the bucklers, like, there's just, they're classic. They fit on the belt. It's a central piece of the costume. It's, yeah, it makes it, sense. It, it works. It presents well. Like these ones, they're 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 wrist morphers, which are also like those are fine. That's like it's, it's an Call offshoot me, of the buckler. Me, but the me. fact that they have to like dial like numbers and it's like eight three three <laughs> rocket. Like <laughs> I hate that morphing sequence so badly. You could. I don't know. Like, you know what would be a cool way to do demutations? What if to demutate, they have to like mutate you again with human DNA? So you mutate, but you end up as a different looking human. Like you can never get back to yourself, but you can become a human. Uh, You're just like, like mutated a... by like some other guy. Like they have to touch Keith and they become like a Keith mutant. <laughs> it's like, like if they were a pig, they suddenly like still have pink hair and they're just kind of stuck with that or pointier ears. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a Japan, '87 series where he was like that dopey delivery boy, and then that suave guy afterwards. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that would actually be a cool angle. Like you can you can become human again, but you can never become like yourself again. Yeah, it unless is. maybe like you you like you had like a family member, and then you'd be like you'd mutate into like what one of your siblings would have looked like or something, you know. Yeah, there is another Keith McGuffey. He was he's like a rapper. I think he opened for the Backstreet Boys or something. So maybe I would have to touch him. Right. There you go. <laughs> Just you break onto stage. Like I have to touch you. I need to demute. <laughs> yeah. Me, this this giant elephant mutant man. Like let me touch you. <laughs> That's the thing. Is like if you if you want to end Mutant Town, like you know we don't want Mutant Town to get firebombed and everyone die in like a painful, horrible like way. Or, like, sounded like you did. Yeah, no, no, like I, I would much rather that it be like we found the cure to, to mutation. You know, and here it is, kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's the, the best option for that. That's like not dark and messed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even think they need to like end Mutant Town. Um, I don't know. I just don't. Maybe it's just me. I don't really care for like slice of life kind of stories unless it's done like super well. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same corner. Like, well, I just feel like that's something that people kind of forget. Like, we want to find something new to do with the turtles that they haven't done before for a story. But in doing that, we forget what makes turtles interesting in the first place. You know, yeah. like like even even with Mutant Mayhem, like the the new Ninja Turtles universe where they're like going to high school and stuff. It's like, have they never been to high school before? Sure, but are there already plenty of cartoons about super teens that also go to high schools? Like. I mean, also Alvin and the Chipmunks 2 did this. Like, Alvin yeah. and the Chipmunks 2 did this yeah. with the Chipmunks going to high school. Like, this is a normal, like, teenage thing that happens all the time. And so, like, in putting them in high school and in normal human life, we're forgetting what makes these characters interesting and unique in the first place, in my opinion. Uh, also, they've and, been to high school already. Uh, there was, like, that short back oh, yeah. that summer shorts. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah but they were that, hu- they were human in that in that short. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, There's just something weird. It's like you take them and like you jam them into the slice in life, so it just doesn't feel natural or organic. You know, it's one thing if you start out a story about like four kids in a small town and like it builds into craziness, you know. Mm-hmm. But when it's like we're sewer mutants and now I'm gonna go run the school newspaper, it's kind of like, hmm. yeah. Like I said, <laughs> I think that it's <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it can. I think it can be possible to forget what makes these characters and you know interesting in the first place in trying to pursue something new to do with them. Uh, and that's kind I of mean, where where fault can be made. I mean, granted, we haven't seen more of the mutant mayhem stuff. Could be great. I mean, it really, it really depends on what you consider. Like what, what their base is. Like we've said, we've said it before, like the base Ninja Turtles is four brothers. They're human friends fighting robots, aliens or monsters and ninjas. Like mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know. I feel like there is more of a base to it than that, though. I feel like there's but, certain. But what, what, what is more base? Like, what else can you add to that? Because I mean, they live in the shadows, hidden away from. No, not always. Society. Not always. Yeah. 87 proved that they didn't. Yeah, but like, the 87 series kind of sucks, especially after the first or second <laughs> but, season. But, but that's, uh, but that's when they're out in the open all the time. Most of most people's perceptions of Ninja Turtles. Like, I mean, the arguably, first five episodes, that, they were like well known. They were arguably they were still like urban legends, kind of. They were all over the place. They'd been on yeah. TV. Remember that we were constantly asking that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, Vern, Vern alone would have doxed them about a million times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I get what you're saying. Like, there's things that we like that the turtles do, but it's like, like, what I'm saying is like that base, that base Ninja Turtles thing. Like, that's the one, that's the one constant. You can say every Ninja Turtles has because every one of them is different. Kind of. Like you, can say, you can say they strike turtles? from the shadows, but then it's like sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes they're on stage dancing with Vanilla Ice. That's true. Like, but you know, those are rave goers will accept everything. Right. Yeah, but that was in, right. but it was in the newspaper too. Remember? That's true. That's true. I do think like. The but core the of the turtles, like, they, they the do scene. need a, kind of like an adversarial relationship with society. I agree. I agree. Like the turtles is much more interesting when they are the outcasts. Like it's the gargoyles thing. Like they, yeah. Like the world is going to be scared of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as soon like, as the gargoyle is working a job at the post office, it's like yeah. I don't, I don't know what exactly. we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's in yeah. the it's in the non-canon season. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite yeah. episodes is like when um, I think it's like Goliath or Broadway. They go to Hollywood. There's a non-canon uh, gargoyle season. Yeah, it's season three, the Goliath Chronicles. Oh, interesting. Um, it's, uh, but it's like it it deals with the aftermath of like the world knowing that gargoyles exists or gar- gargoyles exist, and it really it's really interesting the way they have to do some things. And so like Goliath has to go to court to prove that he, you know, is, is a creature, like it isn't a creature that he's a, that he's a sentient being. Um, and it's like a driver's license or something. No, no, it just, he's he's doing it. He's doing it to help, to help improve relations. So like people won't be scared of them. Um, because they, because I don't know if you remember, like the, the gargoyles have like their own version of the KKK with the quarrymen. 
and it's like they have they're trying to get out in front of it and it's like xanatos and i think uh i think is i think his wife uh fox i think she helps them with like their media relations because she used to be like an actress and she's like you have to do this to try and get in front of this um i just i always found that like kind of concept interesting um and then the gargoyles comic is actually canon because that's written by greg wiseman uh, Mm. who created the gargoyles he didn't write season three he wrote like the first two episodes and then like dipped bounced Hmm. yeah i feel like any of these stories should really essentially be like et where like society or the government as a whole is just trying to get to you and like clone you or use you for like military purposes at at the very least like so as the turtles are going to school uh someone from like the fbi should kidnap one of them or something what the shredder is probably gonna do next next uh he'll be a cia yes yeah (laughs) he's a he's a bounty hunter of some sort that's true. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I guess they already are working that angle. Yeah. But. Yeah, the thing that I would say, though, that I think that they could easily do with the IDW series is like, I don't know, like Hellboy, for example, has ended now. Like, it's over. But there's still Hellboy comics that come out, and they're just adventures that Hellboy goes on. Whether it's like back in the past with him as a member of the BPRD, or in the future now, like, there's still Hellboy comics that come out. They're just little mini series here and there. And. I don't know, like you could, there's because there's so many miniseries and stuff that you could tell. Like you could still have a battle nexus arc and things like that. Like we yeah. can move past all of the current baggage and just kind of keep telling stories with our current turtles, just doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, they could get trapped in like an alternate dimension where it's like, you know, they replace that dimension's turtles, and then that's how you could like soft reboot it and keep the same turtles. Uh, I know. I think that's a little too. I don't know. I I don't know if I love that. I feel like it's a little too involved, but. Like, imagine it's like a Turtles Forever. The Turtles they're teaming up with die. They can't transport back. And so then they just continue on as the new Turtles of that it's a reality. Real, it's a real Cronenberg, Rick and Morty kind of thing. It totally is. <laughs> I don't know, because I, I would like it to stay past. I would like it to stay past Shredder and past Krang and and past a lot of these things that... Like the reincarnated versions or like... Yeah, just... well. Because, like, I mean, just saying, like, IDW has moved past those characters, yeah, yeah. And so, there's still things to like explore. Oh, like, you want, like, you want, you don't want Shredder to like resurface, you want like a new, you want Lord Dreg, yeah. (laughs) I mean, sure, why not? Lord Dreg, anything, anything that I as cool as a villain as Shredder is. I don't know, I don't feel like Ninja Turtle should let itself be hung up uh, as a one trick pony with just. Shredder, bad guy, shows up. They, you know, he wants to kill them because feud between masters. They, you know, kill him again. Like, I feel like we could branch out and keep telling stories and finding new compelling villains and things to, and adventures for them to go on. Because that's that's the other thing that I feel like IDW is is missing that was so prevalent in the original comics that I like about the original comics, as well as the 2003 series, is like just adventures. Uh, Turtles in space. Yeah, like, like and now yeah. they could join the Nova Posse. I mean, I mean, you could not? have you could have more stories that take place in Dimension X with the Nova Posse. You can do the Battle Nexus. Uh, you know, there's just there's other locations, there's other things, places they can go. I don't know. I, I just would like to see a few adventures. I guess is all I'm saying. 
But who's going to host Mikey's podcast? Well, he's in space. It would be cool if like the turtles did split up for a while. Yeah. I don't know if there's like for Mirage. Yeah. I mean, mean, Mirage, the hell rise was going to do it. Rise was going to have two teams of turtles. They were going to Baron Draxon was going to take a couple and then splinter was going to take the others. And they were going to go like, they were going to go dimension hopping to like stop the Krang and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Volume four tried it. Uh, it, I don't know. Sometimes it just makes it so that everyone's stories just move at a snail's pace is kind of the issue with, with that. Well, that was, that was Peter Laird's writing. Like, I mean, it's not just Peter Laird's writing. It's the fact that you have like a 23 page issue and you have four separate plots all happening. If they all split up into four, like each goes their own separate way. Yeah. Yeah. Then they they can also just address that by like this issue doesn't talk about Mikey or, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's standard comic book stuff, you know, like, you know, the X-Men do it all the time. I don't see Cyclops every issue, but when is that new, uh, uh, X-Men 93 or 92 show or whatever coming out? 97. Yeah. Uh, I got pushed to next year. Yeah. Okay. Did that show air in 97? Did it come out then? No, the, the show is set in 97. I think so that the show ended in 97. Yeah, no, 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 the, the okay. show. So X-Men, like the cartoon was like 90, 92 to 97. Apparently. Yeah. Cause the, there's, there's a comic that's called X-Men 90. Uh, I think it's, I think it is 90. Yeah. So the comic was X-Men 92 and that's set in that continuity. Um, and then that cartoon was, yeah, it was, um 92 to 97 and then 97 is where it picks up yeah i do wonder if they'll be able to pull it off Uh, i don't know i'm I'm excited to see it but i'm pretty sure that that show had a pretty good ending or definite ending you know yeah it was a like a good show like it was like it, it was so cool when it's like the show like builds on itself and its own continuity and just like keeps going. Not like, Power Rangers though. <laughs> oh, God, lost as fuck. All right, let's get into this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm almost. Yeah, I'm almost done with my recap. Power. Oh, God. I mean, we can definitively say like I don't Power Rangers, folks. Your shows are terrible. You know <laughs> There's what? No though, reason like, anybody should be crapping on Next Mutation if you're a Power Rangers fan. I'm yeah, gonna come out I've, and say it. I've watched uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers within like the last year, and I was like, this is you know pretty decent. I mean, it's campy as hell, and I've got some nostalgia for it definitely. But like this, I was just lost through all of it. I, and I think what it was missing really was like, you know, when Mighty Morphin Power Rangers starts out, it's like. Ah, it's been a thousand years. Time to conquer Earth. It's like, all right, we already got what the enemy's doing. And then Zordon's like, Alpha, get some teenagers. We're going to make them our champions. It's like, the conflict is already set up in the theme song. Whereas this one was like, you just started off with like, what happened last time? And then go Power Rangers, go Power Rangers, go. And then like, whatever happened during the episode. It was like, I don't even know why these, like, why is she chasing them through space? I have no idea. How did they get in space even? I, I do appreciate like how the crossover like, um, back then they were just fully banking on like these people watched Power Rangers because this is very much like a like it, it's not next mutation at all. Well, this yeah, this is very much this is very much a sequel to Turbo 
like Turbo was a sequel to Zio, and like this is all part of that original continuity. This is like season six of Mighty Morphin. Were the two definitely. were the two goons the two goon guys? They're not from the original show, are they? Yeah. Yes. Vulcan, Vulcan, Vulcan Skull. Skull. I think they're like how, the longest tenured. How are they still in show? high school? What are they? What are they? Yeah. Call the FBI on. No, I think I think they cool? graduated high school at that point. They were just they're just hanging out at the juice bar still. They just never grow up as. <laughs> that was the same juice bar. Yeah, that was their, that was Ernie's. It's Super Seven just oh they're gosh. just putting out. I don't I can't remember when they announced it just a little bit back, but like Bulk and Skull figures. It was like last month. Yeah, and it's it's like literally. I, I didn't realize they were such like a staple of the series. Which good on those guys. Was it this? Was it the same actors the whole time? Yeah, yeah. actually, I think I think it's Skull was like the longest running. Yeah, actor. they're like the like only one or the other dropped get, off. Like, yeah, because so. like um, every two years they were just like, "You're gone, get out of well, here." And then the guy that, <laughs> the guy that plays years, yeah. Bulk came back and he did like, um, he did like the Power Rangers like uh, tabletop RPG show, and he was like, he was like the Red Ranger on that show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wait, there was it's a fun when actors get a, to come back and be in like different parts on their show. Like a, it's like a D and D like live play. You know what that is? Oh, so it's not like an episode of Power Rangers. No, it's uh, okay. it's not an episode of Power Rangers. Like it's it's on like um, I think it's Hyper RPG. Um, so it's on like their channel. Um, and it's the Hyper Rangers, Hyper Force. Um, oh, go Hyper Rangers! Uh, I, yeah, I, I do like that all Power Rangers theme songs are mostly the words Power Rangers and Go. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's part of the thing. And it's like, and those are I think that's like very specifically just the Ron Wasserman themes. Um and he was he was the guy who like who wrote Go Go. Um and I think every song that everyone that has the like like as a motif, um that's a Ron Weisserman one. Cool. All right. Should we get started then? Yeah. All right. <clears throat>